Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely terrific day today. And something that I wanted to touch base on real quick, because a, a good friend of ours, one of our listeners and friends, sent this to me yesterday, and I verified it, and he actually screenshot it from Pfizer's website. And this is very crazy. So if you go on Pfizer's website and you actually look at the insert of the RNA-based COVID-19 vaccine, there's a huge... Uh, basically breakdown of it, hundreds of pages. And if you go and look at all the different aspects of it, you go to 10.4 Appendix 4, which is page 132, and essentially it gives guidance to what individuals should and should not do after they get the vaccine. Okay, this, this is kind of weird. I'm surprised nobody's talked about this. And uh, like I said, our good friend Brad sent this to me. I didn't even know about this until I looked it up. And if you go on there, it talks about male participant reproductive inclusion criteria. And it blatantly says right here that male participants that basically are involved in the vaccine should basically not have any type of unprotected sex for 28 days after they get the vaccine due to reproductive safety risk. And it goes for males and females. Um, it also says they should not donate sperm for 28 days after they get the vaccine. I don't know what in the world this thing is going on as far as how toxic, how sick, how insanely weird this vaccine is, but we've never even heard anything like this, even with some of the MMR vaccines and other vaccines. And this, again, goes back to the context of it being an RNA-based vaccine. And so, again, just want to give people more updates on what's going on with this and, again, more reasons why not to get this vaccine because as we're seeing now, more and more individuals are coming out and saying, okay, we're having health problems, we're having side effects. I mean, every day I report on more and more and more. Now we saw San Diego ER nurse who got the COVID vaccine back right before Christmas has now tested positive for COVID. <laughs> so December 18th, Matthew W., ER nurse in San Diego, received the COVID vaccine. By Christmas Eve, he was feeling sick and basically tested positive for COVID. Now, whether or not he contracted COVID organically out in the wild or the shedding of the vaccine has caused him to contract it now, I do not know. I'm just reporting to you the facts. But now it's ironic, right? So in the U.K., just weeks after they started issuing the vaccines. Remember, they issued the vaccine, I think, about two weeks before the United States did. Remember, they came out now and said, we have this new strain, this new strain of COVID now that's super contagious, and it's way worse than it was before. We don't know what to do. We don't know. We have this specially contagious version. Well, now, ironically enough, Colorado officials are saying they have now found two cases in Colorado of the UK coronavirus variant. Now, this is either just complete and total fake news fear porn, or what we have on our hands now is a mutated or a mutated version of COVID due to the RNA-based vaccine. And Dad warned about this. He warned about this months ago. He said it's highly probable people are going to start having viral shedding from this vaccine, and we're going to see a mutated version of COVID now. Because isn't it ironic? The entire year, 
COVID's been COVID. Whether or not it's mutated, we haven't been told, and nothing's happened with it. Now, all of a sudden, people start getting jabbed with this unbelievably toxic RNA vaccine, and suddenly, suddenly, a year later now, we have this mutated version that's extremely contagious. What do you think about this, Dad, this in Colorado? Do you think this is fake news, or do you think this virus is mutating due to this RNA vaccine? Austin, we don't know. This this is why, you know, if we if you listen to that show I did last week and we talked about what was going on with viral shedding and how this thing can mutate inside of the gut when they give you a live vaccine like this and how it can become something much worse than it was originally and how people can be affected and basically infected by it after it gets vaccinated and put into somebody else. I mean, this is a nightmare. This is the exact scenario that I warned about, you know, and have been warning about for months with viral shedding. And this is what happened with the polio vaccine that Bill Gates gave to all those people in India with now half a million people, 500,000 people infected with polio from the vaccine and all of the measles mess. I mean, people who have the measles vaccine given to them shed enough measles vaccine because it's a live virus. They can infect people with measles. So this is a problem. And now you throw an RNA vaccine into it. They're warning you about reproduction. They're warning you about not having sex. They're warning you have birth defects. What the heck? And see... This is, again, part of the agenda of the New World Order, of the Kabbalists, to lower the population of the planet. They want to make everybody infertile. They want to make people sick. We ain't seen nothing yet, brother. When this thing really gets cranked up and they start really pushing this stuff through, and now we're coming into flu season, as far as with January, February, March, we have less amounts of sunlight being shown all over the world and also all the northern hemisphere. And then what ends up happening is we have more and more people deficient in vitamin D, more and more viral shedding, more and more cytokine storms. They're doing everything they possibly can to try to basically destroy the fertility of the planet and reduce the population. You know, the dollar is hemorrhaging against the Swiss franc again. The dollar is hemorrhaging against the euro again because of this massive stimulus bill that Trump signed into law. I mean, we've had 20, we got $29 trillion that we're talking about now on the books as far as in the deficits. That doesn't even include the unfunded liabilities from the Social Security Trust Fund. There's over $100 trillion now due through the federal government through all of these spending sprees they've been on. $100 trillion. And it's not going to get less. It's going to get more. The entire national debt has increased by a third under Trump. And it's not going to get less. It's going to get worse. This is the goal is to destroy the United States. And they're in the process of doing it. And if you guys listened to us a couple of years ago when gold was down around $1,000 an ounce and you bought the gold and silver was down around $13 an ounce, you know, you've done really well in these markets as far as increasing your net worth. But what it also does, it provides some type of economic stability. In other words, you have a precious metal that's going to retain value, not paper. Same thing with assets, same thing with blue chip stocks, the same thing with property. All of these different things, in the event that this dollar goes to nothing, these other assets are going to retain value. So be very, very careful holding large positions in the dollar right now because it can really go negative with you. Now, I'm not recommending what you do because I'm not a financial planner. I'm just saying be careful right now and watch it. I mean, the dollar was really strong against the Swiss franc you know, a year ago, and now it's down to 0.88 which means it's lost 15 20% of its value over the past year against the Swiss franc. And the only reason it hasn't gone down further against the Swiss franc is the Swiss National Bank, which is Rothschild control, continues to buy dollars hand over fist. You know, the money supply has massively increased from less than a trillion dollars in circulation to almost $10 trillion in circulation right now. And that's what they're telling us. We don't know what the real numbers are because we don't know how much how many dots and dashes on the doggone computers they've added to the money supply. So we've got a massive problem right now. Now, yesterday I did a show in Austin. We did our show yesterday. I talked specifically about child sacrifice and abortion. 
And I kind of got on a preaching tirade yesterday for a little bit. I got a lot of feedback from that, and it was all positive. And that, will the United States heal, be healed by God? Will he stand and intervene for us after we've had 70 million abortions? So you need to listen to yesterday's show, but I want to give you some scripture of what happened in ancient Israel. Because I keep alluding to this, but I never give you the scripture references. And I've posted these on the website, but I'm also going to cover a few of them for you right now. This is out of 2 Kings 17, 16 to 18. Israel, they're talking about Israel. They forsook all of the commands of the Lord their God and made for themselves two idols cast in the shape of calves and the Asherah pole, these fertility rituals. They bowed down to the, all the starry hosts and they worshiped Baal, be Lucifer. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in the fire. They killed their own children. They practiced divination and sought omens and sold themselves to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. So the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah was left. So this is what happened thousands of years ago and why judgment was passed against Israel. I mean, it really, really is. It's, it's what happened. And then you have a whole bunch of other verses just on child sacrifice. Leviticus 18.12, do not give your children and offer them to Moloch. This again is Lucifer. You shall, nor shall you profane the name of your Lord your God. It, then it goes on to say Exodus 13, 12 to 13. You shall devote the Lord the first offspring of your womb, which means basically the offspring of your womb shall be committed to God as far as in the service of the Lord. He's telling them to do that. Exodus 34 to 19. The first offspring of the womb belongs to me. Deuteronomy 18 to 10. That shall not be found anyone among you who to make your son or his daughter pass through the fire, one who uses divination or one who practices witchcraft or one who interprets omens or is a sorcerer. He's speaking specifically now about satanic worship. And so this is what we need to understand. He warned them and warned them and warned them and warned them. And they kept doing it. Second Chronicles 28.3. Moreover, he burned the incense of the valley and burned his sons in the fire, according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had driven out before the sons of Israel. They continued to follow what was being taught to them from the ancient Canaanite religions and from the ancient religions they learned in the ancient rituals they learned in Egypt. 2 Kings 17, 17. They, th then they made their sons and their daughters pass through the fire and practice divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil. 2 Kings 21 to 6. He made his sons pass through the fire, practice witchcraft, and did divination and dealt with mediums and spirits. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord. And I could just go on and on. I posted these. This is, there's dozens and dozens of these scriptures of ancient Israel going out and doing all of these horrible things before God until he finally says and he finally passes judgment against Israel. And he says again, <laughs> they forsook all the commands. And so the Lord was angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah was left. And see, this is what we have to understand that we've done now as Americans. And as I mentioned yesterday, God being omnipresent, he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means he's always the same. He hasn't, he didn't pass judgment on Israel to give the United States a pass with 70 million abortions. And you know, look at Israel again now. They've done the same thing all over again. Number one homosexual destination in the world. Brothels involving every type of weird sex practice, including bestiality, available in Israel. All of these things. They had a gay pride event that hundreds of thousands of people showed up for. They marched on the Via Della Rosa where Christ walked. They've done all of this stuff in Israel right now under the sanction of their government. You know, and so many of them are involved in Kabbalah. 
and witchcraft and transgenderism, which is part of Kabbalah as far as God, they believe that this snake in a tree is an hermaphrodite. So they've completely walked away again from the rules of God in the Old Testament in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and the rest of the Old Testament and prophets that was given to Israel and given to the Christians as part of our Old Testament and our Bible. So we need to learn from this. We need to learn as Christians that we can't get caught up in this stuff and follow the things that are not right that so many people now are doing in our federal government, including all of this sick child stuff that they're involved with. And I told you this, guys. They had an altar on Jeffrey Epstein's island that was full of Masonic symbols and Kabbalah symbols. And I'm asking a question of you guys. What happened on that altar? Were some of these children sacrificed? I'm not saying they were. I'm asking that question. What happened to all of these missing children? Why can't we find them? Why aren't there more? If there were thousands of children involved with Jeffrey Epstein's rituals that he was doing and all the sex magic that he was doing, why in the world haven't more of these children come forward and say, yes, I was the victim of Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, I was there. Yes, I escaped. Where'd the children go, guys? Why do we only have a few dozen of these people, these girls, coming out saying yes, 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 when there were thousands of them? That's the question I ask. Because you got to remember, he was Mossad. Just like Maxwell was Mossad. Her dad was Mossad. And now it's interesting, uh, one of the top, basically, uh, how should I say this, one of the top spies of Israel, basically Jonathan Pollard, has been released now after spending decades in prison for giving top military secrets to Israel. And Israel gives a hero welcome to the American spy, Jonathan Pollard. This just happened. Jonathan Pollard, an American jailed in the United States in 1985 for spying for Israel, landed in the Jewish state Wednesday to a hero's welcome led by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Pollard, 66 years of age, served 30 years in prison for passing on classified documents when he served as a U.S. Navy intelligence analyst, probably CIA, and had been confined confined into the United States under his patrol term since his 2015 release. After years of Israeli lobbying to allow Pollard, Plow, Ploward, Pollard, a Jewish dual American citizen, to leave, the U.S. Justice Department removed the terms and conditions last month. This is treason. He gave secrets of our military to Israel. Now think about that for a second, guys. Why don't we hear about this in the mainstream news? Why don't we hear about the attack on the USS Liberty of Israeli forces back in 67? Why don't we ever hear about that? Why don't we hear about what they do as far as spying on the United States? And why can't we ask why there's 60 dual, approximately, Israeli citizens in Congress and in the, in, in the Senate? Ask yourself these questions and find out who runs the government. Because once you start talking about this, it's anti-Semitic, it's anti-Semitic. Yesterday, if you guys were listening to the show, you know, I, I got all wrapped up in what we were doing after the show, and I pulled some stuff up about Christmas and who destroyed Christmas. Now, I'm not going to read this. I'm not going to read this on the air today because it's too long, but it's called The War on Christmas. And basically, it's by Edmund Connolly. And he he posted it on once on December 23rd, 2020. It's about 5,000 words. It's a pretty long essay. And so I want you guys to read what happened to Christmas in the United States. He, he wrote in the first, I will read the first paragraph. He goes, a dozen years ago, I wrote two essays showing the war on Christmas in recent times has in fact been conducted by the Jewish folks out of their historic hatred of Christ, Christians and European whites. 
Recently, I was a guest on Guide to Culture, hosted by Frody Midger, and we talked about my 2008 essays, Merry Christmas Movies, not. Today, I'll explain these essays. In fact, columnist Bert Polisky bluntly explained his point in his 2004 columns. And quote, this is the name of the column. The Jewish Grinch who stole Christmas, being with I never thought I'd live to see that Christian that Christmas would become a dirty word. Schools are being forced to replace Christmas vacation with winter break in their printed schedules. We all know about that as a whole generation now has become inured to the horrid greeting, happy holidays, and we are no longer allowed to say Merry Christmas. Read this article. It's posted at the Health Masters website. And you can look it up now for the information that I've given you. But it's very, very important to realize the satanic influence, this ancient Canaanite religion that infiltrated ancient Israel and caused all of these things to happen and Israel to be scattered and disbanded is still among us today. And their atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ from these Kabbalists is evident today and that we can't use the word Christmas because it contains the name of Christ and they don't want that to be heard. Just thought I'd start off with that, guys, because you guys really responded to the show yesterday. And now I'm going to say one other thing. Not all Jews are involved in trying to destroy Christmas. Not all Jews are sacrificing children in the high places <laughs> not, or promoting abortion, I should say. And not all Jews are involved in any of this stuff. It's like not all Christians are involved in some of these same sins. There are certain sects of Christians and certain sects of Jews and certain sects of Muslims and certain sects of Hindus that are bad people, period. And it's these people that are basically forcing their will upon the population of this planet. Just thought I'd mention that, Austin. What do you think and what's your next story? That's great info. That's that's really good. I mean, when you when you tie it in like that, it makes more sense because you have to know the whole the whole history that we're looking at here, you know, what's happening right now, as you clearly said, this isn't accidental. This isn't unplanned. They've had plans for this for years, decades, centuries. This is not something that was just one of those, oh, let's just put together a virus and try to scare everybody and control the community. This has been going on because they had to figure out a way to bring America to its knees. And what's interesting now, I was watching, uh, reading an article yesterday. I don't have it in front of me, but it reminded me they're discussing how now, because these lockdowns have worked so good, it was one of these globalist speakers, I think, working with the World Economic Forum, was saying, hey, now we can implement these lockdowns in order to go green and save the planet now because they're actually really good for the planet. We've reduced emissions and people aren't driving and there's not as many people outside, so we need to implement these now on a permanent basis to prevent global warming. I kid you not. I'll try to find the article here in a little bit, but it was so disturbing to me. And again, it shows you that this had nothing to do with the virus. This had nothing to do with protecting people. And that's kind of the irony when I hear about this. I told you guys that yesterday when people go, well, it's for your protection. It's for my protection. You know, you need to do this because it's, it's for the protection of everybody. Really? Nobody in the world cares about what anybody else is doing that they don't know. Just be honest about that. Nobody cares. I learned that a long time ago when I got out of college. I got in the real world. The vast majority of people do not care about you. Large percentage of the population will watch you get shot, knife, stabbed, and won't do anything about it. Large percentage of people don't care one thing about anybody else unless it's immediate family. 
And that's just what it is. It's not wrong or right or whatever you want to call it. It's just the way the world works. So now all of a sudden this virtue signaling of you have to wear a mask for my protection is some of the most idiotic logic that's ever been produced on the American populace. And again, it brings us back to that collective mindset as I talked about yesterday. There's a video that got released, and it was very disturbing actually. It's at the North Star Mall, and it's a video of basically a individual who's a disabled veteran. He's basically had back problems, but he was a vet, and he was with a few of his friends, and they were at this mall. And so they went to the mall, and they said, you know, we're not going to wear a mask. We're the San Antonio, Texas, out of all places, the North Star Mall, and they said, we're not going to wear a mask. And, of course, this mall is like Millennium Mall, I guess, in Orlando. They blatantly have said, you have to wear a mask to come to the mall. And they said, no, we're not going to. So they went about their business, and they're walking around. Well, all of a sudden, they got in an argument with another, I guess, customer outside, or not outside, but inside the mall, but like, you know, down the, the big corridor. And so all of a sudden, security shows up. All of a sudden, law enforcement shows up. And all of a sudden, you have law enforcement basically tackling him with like five or six security guards on top of him, having him in a chokehold, slamming somebody else up against the glass. They end up arresting him for criminal trespass warning, which was interesting because... They, well, they they arrested him, but then they let him go, apparently. They said it was criminal trespassing on private property, but the problem was they could only issue him a warning. This is what I told you guys before, remember? And I said, they can't come in and say, we're arresting you for trespassing right off the rip. They can't do that. They have to ask you to leave the property. You are trespassing on private property. You have to leave. But if you refuse to leave, then that's when they can come in and arrest you for trespassing. And so what's interesting about this is they were they had such a horrific scene in the mall, and it went viral now online. And it was very troubling to see now this is really the America we live in. we got a disabled vet, combat vet, that basically is put in handcuffs and tackled by security guards and law enforcement because – he didn't want to wear a mask. I mean, really, guys? I'm asking that question right now. Are we really to that point in the United States? Steve, earlier, a lot of you guys know Steve. He's great with our customers. Everybody loves him. He has been telling me about instances on I-4 with the Hillsborough Sheriff's Department over the last two days now, Monday and Tuesday. This is, this is crazy. He said, because he, he's on his way here, you know, Steve's really punctual. And Monday and Tuesday, he was, he was running a little late. And he goes, I'll, he texts me up. He goes, I'll tell you about what's going on when I get there. I said, okay. So Monday he gets here, and he goes, dude, you're not going to believe this. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I'm on the way to the office. I'm on I-4 eastbound. And he goes, I do this, you know, every single day. I drive every single day. And all of a sudden, traffic gets real heavy. Everybody's hitting their brakes. We can't figure out what's going on. I'm like, oh, there's another accident. Another I-4 is accidents all the time on I-4. It's a horrible road massively overcrowded and all of a sudden he said on both sides of the road there's all these unmarked cop cars with their lights on but they're like really unmarked like one's a blue Camaro another one's a white F-150 another one's a black Charger another one's a black Camaro and he said he counted 11 of them all had people pulled over on both sides of the interstate issuing tickets and they were getting out of the car and they were Hillsborough Sheriff's Department and he goes it was almost surreal at first, he said, because there was literally 11 unmarked vehicles, completely unmarked. I mean, zero insignia on them, zero lettering, complete unmarked NARC cars. 
And he goes, it was really disturbing, man. He goes, to see that, and he goes, not to mention, he goes, you can't speed on I-4 anymore. The speed limit is 70 miles an hour. You can't do much past 80 on I-4 because the traffic's so horrific all the time. He said, so these guys are out there doing a full-blown sting operation with unmarked vehicles, fully unmarked vehicles, and pulling everybody over. I said, well, you know what it is? It's revenue. I said, the revenue's down this year because they haven't been writing tickets. And I said, instead of actually doing something to prevent crime, a lot of law enforcement now doesn't want to deal with anything because of the Black Lives Matter terroristic groups. So now it's easier to reduce, reduce, re- produce revenue by going out and tagging somebody for doing 80 miles an hour in a 70-mile-an-hour zone with an unmarked car. And he goes, yeah. Well, then yesterday, Tuesday, he, call, he calls and texts me up and said, I'm running late again. I'll talk to you in a minute. Said, okay. He gets here and he goes, you're not going to believe this. He goes, they did it again this morning. He goes, all of a sudden, traffic hits the brakes. Everybody's slamming on their brakes. Nobody can figure out what's going on. He goes, all of a sudden, I get around. Eight unmarked cop cars, all unmarked. Again, same squad again, all these different vehicles. He goes, and these are all brand new vehicles, Austin. He's like, these aren't like old impound vehicles. He goes, you could tell these are like brand new 2021, 2020 Camaros, Chargers, F-150s, all unmarked, pulling people over. And I thought to myself after I talked to him about it, and I went, Wow. How pathetic do you have to be in the Sheriff's Department in Hillsborough? Now, this is Hillsborough. We're in Polk. Our Sheriff's Department has now, I've never seen them do anything like this, ever. Hillsborough's real liberal out in Tampa. That's the Tampa area. And I thought, how pathetic do you have to be a couple days after Christmas, two, three days after Christmas, setting up sting operations to give people tickets for doing 10 miles an hour over? And he said this one, it appeared what they did was they actually went with the flow of traffic and then all of a sudden lit everybody up that was going with the flow of traffic as they were basically spiderwebbed throughout the entire roadway with their unmarked vehicles. And again, this is something that we have to really question because as we're starting to see now, all the murder rates throughout the entire United States and major cities have skyrocketed now. I don't know if you guys have seen this. New York murders have risen up 41%. Chicago now is at an almost all-time high with over 800 homicides already this year in Chicago alone. They had over 30 people wounded and eight killed just over Christmas weekend. You again have basically out in uh, California, in Portland, excuse me, they're up 116% with murders. They've had over 850 shootings now in Portland. Philadelphia now is basically at an almost all-time 30-year high if they have 15 more murders this year. And South Florida, even down in Miami-Dade County now, they're reaching almost an all-time homicide. They said they've already had over 272 homicides this year. This is happening all over the country. It's not being reported on, though. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. This is what happens when you start going in and defunding law enforcement and start going in and telling them, hey, you can't do this to anybody. You can't do this here. You can't do this here. So what do they do now? They just dropped it. They go, okay, well, we're done. We're not going to do anything. You guys have fun policing yourselves, you and your you know, city workers. And now what are they doing to generate revenue? Going out with unmarked vehicles to do sting operations on Interstate 4. It's pathetic both ways you look at it. And again, This is not going to get better. This is only going to get worse the longer we allow these insanely ridiculous COVID restrictions to continue to be pressed on the American populace without any consent whatsoever. You know, Ian Fitness up there in New Jersey, he just posted a video on Instagram yesterday. He just got hit with another, I think it was another uh, $50,000 or $60,000 fine. Apparently what they're doing now is uh, the governor up there is now having trolls 
go on social media and look at videos and count how many people are in his videos when he videotapes the gym and actually sending undercover individuals to go in now to these places and record and count how many people are in there and then issue fines based on how many people are in the gym even though there's not been one case related to his gym whatsoever from COVID. This is not about protection. This is not about safety. This is not about health. This is not about science. This is about a full-blown totalitarian takeover of the United States, and it's happening right in front of us. And that's why, again, I encourage everybody, support your local businesses. Encourage your local businesses to open up and not bow down to tyrannical regimes that are being pushed on them right now because it is now or never with what's happening. We either open up, you stand your ground, and you fight it tooth and nail, or you simply just get on your knees and you beg for mercy because that's the next step that they're taking this. And they've realized the vast majority of the populace is so submissive that they'll even wear a mask even when they know it doesn't work. And even though you're not sick and even though we know and we've already seen the research that I talked about on Monday that there has been zero evidence at all, even out of 10 million people in a research study, that asymptomatic individuals spread COVID. Zero evidence. None whatsoever. So if you're healthy, and you're not sick, and you're not coughing, and you basically don't have any symptoms of anything whatsoever, why in the world are you putting on a mask on your face? It's like people have this disease now where they don't care about their health. They don't care about their freedoms. All they want to do is do what they're told. It's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in the United States now, and so many people have fallen prey to it. And again, do we stand up? I know I will. I know Dad will. I know a lot of our listeners will, and a lot of my friends will. Are we going to continue to fight this, or do we just bow down and submit? I vote we stand up and say no. Remember, everybody has the right to consent. What they did in Texas, I hope he files a lawsuit on the uh, mall there, because I mean that is massive, massive unjust use of force on somebody. Not to mention, he did not break any laws. The simple aspect of trespassing and the context of being removed from the facility and violating a trespassing warning is the only thing you can get on that. But the aspect of it is, there was no reason to get that aggressive. There's no reason to put him in a chokehold. There's no reason to slam people on the floor whatsoever. So I hope he gets an attorney and he makes this go viral, the lawsuit with this mall, because at some point in time, we're going to have to say no to what's going on, Dad. What do you think? Uh, Austin, it's 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 shocking and it's shameful what they did to this veteran. I mean, it's this man fought for the United States, disabled, basically stood against tyranny as far as in some other country. It's not listening where he did as far as where he did his service, and now he's basically tackled and arrested and handcuffed and dragged out like he's some type of pond scum. And it, it's sad. And see what, what what happened with Edward Bernays and with Freud over a hundred years ago now. They learned about groupthink and that if you could control the groupthink and control the narrative, you could control the population and the direction in which people go. You know, when they start telling us how bad, you know, it was to say Merry Christmas, instead of pitching a fit and saying, the heck with you, we're going to say Merry Christmas, we just capitulate, except for me and my house. I never did that. I got a big sign outside my door and at my office that says, we say Merry Christmas. We support law enforcement. You know, we support Second Amendment rights. If you don't like it, leave. But we didn't do that. We decided to 
go, you know, to get along, go along to get along. And we just, we allowed ourselves to capitulate. When I was a young child, Austin, and this is really important that you guys understand this because you know that my mom was from Germany in World War II. And my dad's parents came over. They were born, they were basically German. They came over to the United States in the 1800s. My father was born here in 1901 as an American citizen. So he really, really wasn't involved with what happened with World War I or World War II. But my mom was there for like all of this. She was born during World War I, like in 1916. And she saw the entire rise and fall of the Third Reich. And I cannot tell you how many times I was asked as a child, because, you know, I, I spoke German, you know, and I got picked on a little bit until I decided to put a stop to that mess about being German and what happened with World War II. And the response that I always had from people is, how did the German people allow this to happen? How did the German people capitulate to tyranny and to the oppression of the Gestapo and the SS, the Secret Service, and all of the other stuff in East Germany would be the Stasi? How did the German people allow this to happen? And the reality is, it's exactly what's happened to the, to the American people here in the United States. How have the American people allowed 70 million abortions to take place? How have the American people allowed all these dual citizens from other countries to be going to Congress? How has the American people allowed these people like Joe Biden, who basically is obviously senile, he keeps calling Camilla the president-elect, how in the world have we allowed this to happen? Well, it, it didn't happen overnight. It's because of what Edward Bernays and Sigmund Freud, who were both Kabbalists, by the way, and they were both Sabbatine Frankist Luciferians, about controlling the group thinking, about controlling the narrative. And Austin's right. It, you know, they've shown now that everybody's pretty doggone soft as far as they tell people to wear masks that don't work. We know the masks don't work. We see Fauci going to ball games not wearing masks. That makes national news. Doesn't make any difference. People still put a mask on because they're so afraid of going against the flow. You know, it's like the black guy told me, the big black guy outside of Greenwise a few weeks ago. I said, why are you wearing a mask? He said, well, I know they don't work. I just don't like the way people look at me. And I'm like, why do you care? about how people look at you. I said, you're standing for freedom when you don't wear a mask. The problem is the sheeple don't understand this, and they allow themselves to be subdued and put into a groupthink scenario in which everybody's got to go along to get along until they march them blithely into a concentration camp. Remember, that happened to the Jews too. The Jews didn't stand against the tyranny, but remember what happened to the Jews. In 1933, Samuel Untermeyer got on WABC in New York. He's the same guy who blackmailed Woodrow Wilson, for those of you who are new listeners, into putting in the Federal Reserve and the income tax and brandishing the World War as a Supreme Court justice to get us into World War One. The same guy declared war on Germany by international Jewry, all the Jews in the world, and then they started boycotting all the German goods in 1933. This went on for five years, and the hatred built in Germany against the Jews because they were no longer the giant export nation they had been because they could no longer export their products because most of the supply chains were being run through the Jewish importers. So after five years, they had Kristallnacht in Germany when Hitler turned the Germans loose against the Jews. It's all to create tremendous hatred towards the Jews to force them out of Europe, to force them into Palestine, to rebuild the country of Israel, to allow them to rebuild the Third Temple, to allow the Antichrist to walk out of the steps of the Third Temple, to declare himself God according to the book of Thessalonians. That's the whole problem that we have with this group thing. 
The group thing takes us where we don't want to go, including allowing people to be marched off to concentration camps or FEMA camps or allowing veterans to be tackled and dragged into a toll or whatever they did to this poor guy out there in Texas and, and dragged off and being trespass warned. Who knows if he's going to be charged criminally? Who knows? But when we don't stand against this, when we don't go against what they've done years ago, I told you this story before. I'll, I'll repeat it for the new listeners. I apparently didn't see a police officer when I went through a seatbelt check waving me over, even though I had a seatbelt on. I was basically followed to the BMW dealership while I was sitting there having some ice cream with my then 10-year-old son, Harrison. And what ended up happening is five cop cars surrounded the dealership, came in and handcuffed me and took me outside and said that I had not followed the commands of a police officer by pulling over that I did not see. All right? It was unbelievable. Well, I raised H-E double sticks. I got myself an attorney. Oh, I was charged with basically failure to obey an LEO, which is basically a misdemeanor. And they would have put they their first their first thing to me was to give me put me in jail for one year. Oh yeah, this happened to me guys ten years ago, and I was handcuffed and thrown into the back of a squad car. Well, I raised H-E double sticks. Got the best attorney that I could get. We ended up having multiple internal affairs investigations about all these guys because when they put me in the squad car, I was carrying a forty-five Kimber fully chambered with a hammer back with a safety on in my front pocket of my pants of my shorts. I was put in a police car with a gun in my pocket, loaded. And what ended up happening is I ended up having multiple internal affairs investigations. I got the sheriff involved. I got, three of the five people involved in my case got fired. I mean, I raised H-E double sticks. I did not go silently into the night. And the whole thing was dismissed. But the point is, how many people are willing to do that? How many people are willing to go out and say, no, this is not okay. This is insanity. When I was in the car, you know, having my vision of this gun in my pocket, hoping I wasn't going to get shot, and I'd said to the cop to come over, he just kept telling me to shut up. Finally, I said, look, dude, I got a gun in my pocket. What? You know? And so I got out. They took the gun out of my pocket. Do you have a permit? I said, of course, I've got a permit. Well, yeah, we need to see your permit. Of course, here's the permit. So they're doing all this stuff. About that time, somebody drives up in my car. I was getting it washed. So basically, I wasn't even driving the car somebody else was they couldn't even put me in the car and the report said that the windows were tinted in the car and they couldn't even tell who was driving the car and then somebody else was driving the car and they still did this and also i talked about it yesterday because 10 years ago when this happened lakeland police department had a female and i'm not picking on her for being female but she was a moron police chief who also was fired by the way with all this stuff with me and some other stuff they were involved in and the officer says, well, we don't know how Dr. Brower got handcuffed. He was just in the car handcuffed. We don't know who put the handcuffs on him. Two internal affairs investigations over this. All they did was lie, lie, and more lies. So if you say, well, you don't know what it feels, Ted, to be handcuffed and thrown in the back of a squad car. Oh, contraire. Been there, done that when I was 55 years old with absolutely zero criminal records in my entire life. Been there, done that. So I know what it feels like to be dragged down like this guy in this mall was. It's not any fun, guys. It's the pits. And this is tyranny. And if we don't stand against this, it ain't going to change. Why are we wearing masks when we know they don't work, when they say that this DNA, RNA changing vaccine they're giving us is so bad that you shouldn't have sex for a few weeks because you can cause child to birth and defects what the heck is wrong with us but we're doing it anyhow because 
it's groupthink. It's we were taught to go along to go along with it, not question the narrative. Paul Craig Roberts wrote an excellent article. He says it's called The Shameful U.S. Congress. Congress cannot even pony up a few bucks for Americans dispossessed of jobs, businesses, and income by lockdowns without throwing $500 million for Israel. Unbelievable. Much less can Congress stand up to Israeli aggrandizement at the expense of the brutalized and dispossessed Palestinians. In other words, Israel has so much power over the U.S. government that it is impermissible to point out Israel's crimes. We are required to pretend that what you see in the video never happens as far as what's happening with the Palestinians attacking the Israeli, uh, the, the, the Israelis attacking the Palestinians. Paul Craig Roberts is saying this. I'm reading his article. Zionists have succeeded in establishing the point in the weak minds of Gentiles that Israel is always the victim, never the guilty party, and that the only reason to criticize Israel is to express hatred of Jews. It is still impossible to criticize it is still possible to criticize Russians and Chinese and Iranians and Germans without the criticism being branded hate speech. But any criticism of Israel is simply anti-Semitism. If Washington were to put sanctions on Israel, it would be called genocide. Democrats have taken a page from the Zionist book. The Democrat Michigan Attorney General, basically is a hardcore Zionist liberal lesbian attorney general is bringing the cases against lawyers who represented citizens who gave evidence of election fraud. I read that to you yesterday. The U.S. Congress is so mindless that it gives Israel, a country with a high per capita income, $3.8 billion a year loan guarantees. Remember, money is fungible. This is sufficient money for Israel to purchase every member of the House and Senate with campaign contributions. How stupid does Congress have to be to give Israel the money with which to turn Congress into Israeli-compliant slaves? This is not me saying this. This is Paul Craig Roberts. To be a proud, exceptional, indispensable American basically is to serve Israel. The Gaza Strip is uninhabitable. Israel's genocide in Gaza goes uninterrupted. And Israel complains of his governments and crimes against humanity. Another article he reaches to with Global Research. Guys, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. We can't have other people out here telling us what we can and can't do, how we can and supposed to think. It's not okay, guys. We've got to learn to think for ourselves and realize that it's not okay to have dual citizens from any country in Congress or the Senate passing laws to benefit their own country that's not the United States. I'm on a kicking parade on all this stuff today. Also, what do you think of what's your next story? Well, no, that's, that's really well said, bud. And I mean, exactly what you just said, you nailed it on the head. Nobody wants to think for themselves anymore. So many people have become so compliant that just Whatever Fauci says, whatever CNN says, whatever anybody says, oh, just that's what we have to do because that's what he said on TV. This is why I tell everybody on the show all the time, all of our listeners, friends, family, do your own research. You know, don't listen to me. I'm, I'm just Austin Brower. I'm just bringing you facts. Do your own research on it. You don't have to listen to me. Don't question everything. Make sure you question everything I say. Look it up. Fact base it. I tell everybody, I encourage everybody to do that. I do a lot of research, and so does Dad, all the time with this, to make sure we bring you guys accurate stuff. But again, go out and do your own research on it. Research what an RNA vaccine does. Look at page 32 of the insert of the vaccine trial as far as with the RNA Pfizer vaccine. It's telling you refrain from unprotected sex for 28 days after you get the vaccine. I mean, what? 
Are you kidding me right now? People are lining up just, oh, oh, I need to get my shot. I gotta do my duty and put a mask on. I'm like, what? Are you, are you nuts? I mean, yesterday I walked out of the bank with dad. We walked out. There's a guy walking, like power walking down the sidewalk in Auburndale. Nobody around. Nobody around. It's like three in the afternoon. Walking down the sidewalk. Mask strapped on his face. And I'm like, gosh. I just kind of shook my head and I had this, this just kind of light bulb and I thought, you know what? This, this may be it for America. As much as I can do, as much as I can stand up, as much as I can encourage people every day, as much as I can support as many people, as much as our listeners do, is it really this now? We really this? We're that, we're that scared of a country. We're walking around with a mask on by ourselves down the sidewalk with nobody around us. Wow. Wow. A testament to what propaganda and mind control can do. I mean, <laughs> when you see it happening now and you actually witness it firsthand, and it's like Dad talked about in Germany, they they brainwashed him. I mean, it's what Joseph Goebbels was, he was like the godfather of propaganda. And he'd be very proud of this right now, sadly. <laughs> he, he, he would be very proud of what America's done here. We never, I never in my wildest imaginations expected to watch this country become so submissive and so scared over a virus that the CDC even says on their website is a 99.8% survival rate across the board. If you're like above 75 years old and you have two or more comorbidities, it's like 92% survival rate. Wow. It's just, I guess that's where we're at. Now, Sweden, which is interesting, Sweden has been like at the forefront of not locking down, right? We've used them as examples. They've done research and shown, dude, Sweden didn't have any serious uptick at all. Even to this day, they've only had 7,802 people allegedly die from COVID all year long, all year long. Now, Sweden, if you look up, their death rate as far as in 2018, they had roughly 92,000 people die. That was just That's just across the board, people dying of various things. 92,000 in 2018. Well, currently this year, online, they're slightly above 89,000 people deaths in Sweden. So wait, what, wait, what? Allegedly, there's 7,800 people have died from COVID all year long in the entire country of Sweden, but yet they're 3,000 deaths lower than 2018? Maybe maybe they're not counting COVID in their death rate. I don't know. Even if they did count that, that would still only be like 4,000 more than 2018. But yeah, now Sweden has come out now, and the government has now proposed a bill that will allow the government to come in and close businesses and to fine anybody breaking COVID rules. If approved by Parliament, the law would take effect on January 10th and stand until September 2021. This includes the closures of shops, public transportation, shopping centers, and any kind of business that fall under the new law. The law would also give the government powers to close various businesses that they see fit, including restaurants, gyms, impose curfews, and other COVID-related restrictions on their work. The legislation would allow officials to limit public gatherings to city squares, parks, and beaches, and anybody that is not obeying the rules will be fined 4,000 krona, which is about 484 U.S. dollars. The proposed bill represents a shift in Sweden's general policies towards COVID. Since the early days of the pandemic, the country has largely relied on just basic social distancing and hygiene rather than sweeping lockdowns and tougher restrictions. So why now? Why a year later when their death rate is still minimal at best compared to the rest of the world, why now are they now 
imposing lockdowns and wanting to do full-blown draconian restrictions, including curfews, which have not had any evidence whatsoever to show they stop the spread of a virus at all. Zero evidence. There is no science to support that at all. There is no science to support lockdowns work. So why now? Well, apparently Sweden is going to be told what they're going to do. Apparently somebody came into Sweden and had a talk with some of the boys in parliament and said, hey guys, guess what? This whole thing you're doing right now, this isn't working. You, you can't be doing this. You can't do your own thing. You can't not have lockdowns. We know they don't work. We know this is all about draconian rules to force the population to submission, and you guys aren't going along with it. And we're kind of irritated. This is why we have almost every week horrific articles, hatchet jobs done on Governor DeSantis down here in Florida because he still will not lock down Florida. Now we've got counties and cities that are trying to go in now and violate his ruling of not being able to restrict businesses and make people wear masks. So they're going in now and saying, okay, if a business doesn't mandate people to wear a mask in Orange County, this is what the mayor said, we're going to fine the business now for every person that doesn't have a mask. So now you have a business that's going, dude, I'm just trying to stay open. I'm just trying to make money. I'm just trying to stay alive and keep food on my table. They go, well, guess what? Everybody has to wear a mask. Hence why you have some of these counties now that are unbelievably nightmarish. I mean, the other day, like I said, mom got ran out of Whole Foods buying organic lima beans. She couldn't find lima beans anywhere down here. They went up to Whole Foods, walked in, had a confrontation, kept walking. No big deal. Got lima beans, went to checkout. At checkout, trying to check out, manager comes over and says, you have to put on a mask. Sharon goes, no, I'm not sick. I'm not wearing a mask. You have to wear a mask to be in the store. She goes, I'm checking out right now. Leave me alone. I will be gone out of your hair shortly. I just needed lima beans. I want to be here less than you want me here. There's a huge confrontation over it. And I told you Lana was in store a couple weeks ago. She's checking out, literally checking out. Some lady comes by, some little Karen customer there with her mask on. goes, you need to be wearing a mask, yelling at her in front of everybody. Lana goes, mind your own business. I have a medical exemption. Get lost, basically. This is how you have to start responding. I know it's horrible. I know it's not fun. I know a lot of people don't like having confrontations. But the problem is now, the Well, I don't hear Austin, so I'm not sure if he's still with us or not, but the problem is he's absolutely right. If we don't have a stand against this mask tyranny, it's not going to get any better. That's exactly right. Exactly right. We'll go on with that. What are you saying? I'm sorry, Austin. You went dead for a second. It's not dead. You're, you went off the air for a second. I don't want to speak death over you. But you, you, you went I off the apologize. air for a second, so I picked up. I, I don't know what happened. But you're absolutely right. That's exactly what happened to Sharon. First of all, there was a girl who was standing at the front door when we both walked in who demanded that if we didn't wear a mask and we had a medical condition, that she put us through a medical screening. Now, this was not an RM. This was not a professional. This was just a person they had hired who was supposed to put you through a medical screening. Now, I don't know what that entailed to go into Whole Foods. We elected not to do that, and we just walked on in. And, and yes, it was just a matter of minutes before the manager grabbed Sharon, not, not physically, but got her at the doggone counter trying to check out and started chewing her out so she would not be allowed to come into Whole Foods again unless she was going to do all of this stuff, which probably tells me they put her into a facial recognition database like Disney has done you <laughs> and me. So that's why every time we go over there, they get to question us about if we're carrying a gun or not. So it's one of those crazy things that you don't realize is going to happen to you when you walk into a store to go buy lima beans. And But remember, Jeff Bezos, Amazon, owns Whole Foods. I loathe doing business with them. The only reason we went in there was because we couldn't find any organic lima beans here locally. 
and we were right beside that place where we had lunch over in Orlando the other day. So we went in there. What a disaster that turned into. By the way, Charles Kushner, the recently pardoned father of Trump's Middle East peace envoy, Jared Kushner, <laughs> raises eyebrows with a plan to raise $100 million by selling bonds in Israel. Guys, you can't even make this crap up. This is nuts. Kushner Companies, the guy who basically just got you know pardoned for multiple felonies, confirmed plans to sell bonds on the Tel Aviv stock market. The move is being seen as generating income to profit from COVID closures. Okay, Many office and residential units are expected to come up for sale soon, and Jared Kushner resigned from Kushner Companies but remains a financial stake. The deal would be Kushner's company's first capital raise on the Israeli bond market. It would also be the firm's first unsecured capital raise. Okay, it's unsecured capital, so they're going to basically go in there and raise $100 million with no guarantee that anybody's ever going to get paid back anything. I mean, th this is this is almost unbelievable that this is happening with a guy who's pretty much been a career criminal, and he's allowed to come in here and do this. But remember, you know, Trump this month pardoned Charles Kushner, 66, who was sentenced in 2005 to prison after pleading guilty to tax evasion and witness tampering. He tried to basically blackmail somebody with getting him hooked up with a hooker and videotaped him who was supposed to testify against him. Can't make this stuff up. And now they have their offices at 666 Fifth <laughs> Avenue <laughs> you, you can't make it up Kushner Company eventually sold a long term lease of 666 Fifth Avenue to Brookfield Asset Management I mean how much uh, you know if I was going to rent a building in New York City or anywhere and the address was 666 I would go to the people who own the building or to the post office and say hey look we really need to change this address. This isn't okay with me. I'm not cool with being in 666, but not these clowns. They loved it. Anyhow, guys, I got an opportunity to pray for you today. It was absolutely wonderful. I love you guys. I appreciate you so very much. And thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thanks for getting your multiple vitamins from us. We have the highest quality multiple vitamins as far as I'm concerned you can get, period. Our powder and multiple is unprecedented. It's the one I use every single day. It really keeps your brain really on point, along with the MCT oil. It really is a great job because it's like a high-octane brain food, along with the magnesium brain food itself. Those three are an incredible stack. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Also, go ahead and finish up, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, and it's, it's so important right now that, I mean, we continue to stay healthy, and we continue to take care of our body, especially because when we have to be an example and we have to run around without a mask on. We got to stay healthy. We, I'm, and I mean that sincerely. And that's why I brought that article up yesterday with that doctor that was on that local Fox News in Texas that's gotten like no coverage on any of the mainstream media. And he said D3 is crucial for the body. And then vitamin C, zinc, and quercetin. He goes, that right there is an incredible stack for any viral exposure. And that's one of the things I personally think is that this virus, even though it's basically can be deadly in older individuals that are very sick or have serious health problems, just like any virus can be. I think that the populace woke up a lot. Because, I mean, I told you guys before, we had a massive shortage on vitamin C during the spring. And I think the large percentage of people started listening to what we were saying, to what other health individuals were saying that were awake, and said, you know what, like, we're going to start stocking up on this. We're going to start taking all these vitamins. And that's why I think one of the reasons why they had to go in and try to exaggerate this the best they can and use these PCR tests that don't even work 
to try to make up the numbers to so it continually looks like we're in the middle of this pandemic when we're not. This isn't a pandemic at all. I mean, if if you had bodies laying out in the street, if you had crematoriums that were wide open, if you basically had freezer trucks parked up and down every single local city to keep the bodies then you would have to convince people there's a pandemic. But when you see the same individuals that are demanding you wear masks and you shut down your business, the same individuals going out to eat dinner with lobbyists with no mask on, like Governor Nuisance out in California, and you see these same individuals not miss a paycheck. It's funny how Congress and Senate, they haven't missed a paycheck one time. Funny, Governor Newsom and Pelosi and all these other clowns, they haven't missed a paycheck one time. But yet they're telling you, you have to shut down your business and stop making money. And by the way, we're going to give you $600 tonight you know, to keep you happy. Make sure it's, it's the relief fund. It's to help you out. We're giving you $600 to help you out. What a joke. Now they said they've blocked the $2,000 to everybody. Of course they did. Because $2,000 is too much money for the peasants. $600, and you know, that's, that's some pennies. You know, you can, you can go buy some ramen noodles. It's unreal what we're seeing right now. That's why we have to continually be vocal, continually talk about the truth, and continue to stand our ground for our convictions. Thank you so much for the support, my friends. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the B-Complex, which is going to be on sale here shortly today. Thank you so much for everything you do and you continue to do. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.